Good morning, and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up on this week's show, an interview with Kurt DeGroot, the CEO of Project Fire Buddies. Welcome into Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Sean Anderson. Today, I am joined by Kurt DeGroot, the CEO of Project Fire Buddies. You can visit their website, projectfirebuddies.org. You can see them at Instagram, at Project Fire Buddies. Twitter's at Fire Buddies OF. And at Facebook, at Project Fire Buddies. Kurt, how are you today? Hey, how you doing, Sean? Thanks for... Uh... Thanks for giving me your time today. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, I come from a, a family with uh, an uncle as a fireman, a dad as a fireman, and uh, a, a grandfather as a fireman. So, uh, always, oh, you, you, you got it in your blood then. Yeah, I got it in my blood. Too afraid to do the actual job, uh, but I wear all the t-shirts proudly. And, uh, you know, when, when I first heard about your your project here and your organization, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, what First off, let's first explain to people who don't know, um, what is uh, Project Fire Buddies? So Project Fire Buddies, to give you kind of our, uh, our just our mission statement, our mission statement is uh, firefighters uh, creating relationships and support for families battling, uh, battling childhood uh, cancer or any other pediatric life-changing illness. And that, that's kind of like our brief, like, overview of, of the mission statement. Um, I can go in more detail as we go along, um, but that's that's the mission statement. Yeah, and I heard you describe it as uh, Make-A-Wish like, but with a twist, and that twist being uh, you guys being all firemen. So why don't you talk about that? Like, what, what type of work do you guys do in the community, um, both at Oak Forest, and then I know you have uh, a couple firehouses, too, that we can talk about a little bit later. Yeah, so we, uh, we're, we're actually, we have different branches. Uh, we're spreading all across Illinois. Um, of course, our, our ultimate our ultimate goal is to be spread nationwide. It is it is similar to like a Make a Wish, but um, with firefighters. Um, but it started out very small, you know, very grassroots. We uh, we were kind of you know it was a group of us were going on calls and we we kept having you know we we get those normal calls the the the, the calls where we'd have kids that were battling cancer and stuff and we would transport them and we'd get back to the firehouse and as a firefighter we're all firefighters and paramedics so as we do that we uh we, there's times where you have those calls where you feel just empty afterwards you know you just don't feel right you know not not all the calls are saved not all of that but especially with the kids and you see what the kids are going through especially when we get the kids you know we take them several times over again and you see the strength in them and you see the perseverance in them, but, and you're doing your job, you're doing everything you're supposed to, right? Everything that's in the book and everything that, that, that we're supposed to do, but we just felt like we can be doing more and what can we do? So we were kind of, you know, I was talking about it with different guys on my shift and, and I, I brought it up to my chief and I'm like, Hey, I want to do something more. I'm not sure what it is. Sounds funny, but let, can I, is it okay with you? And he's like, go for it. Just, Figure it out. Let me know what you think. So we started very basic, and the kids that we were uh, that we saw in the calls that uh, we were transporting, we we started off small by just going over to their house and playing some board games. You know, it depends on the severity of the illness and and what stage they are in their treatment. Um, you know, it was it, if the kid was uh, not feeling so well, then we would play like a board game, maybe a video game with a, with with a young man or young woman. And kids that were feeling a little bit better, we would uh, play we'd play wiffle ball, maybe have a water gun fight. And then uh, what kind of the pivotal moment of our organization was we had a, a young man. He was 17 years old. 
and uh, a star soccer player at the high school. Just a great kid, and he was diagnosed with a with a bone cancer. Uh, this young man actually had to have his leg amputated. Now, when when we got this information, and this is a seventeen year old man, so we can't bring a fire truck over to his house. It's not so cool for us to go play a board game with a seventeen year old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we had to think of something bigger, and. I, I remember we were racking our brains, you know, what can we do? And so we just decided to reach out to the Chicago Fire soccer team. Um, told them the situation. They asked asked me, what, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, our organization from the get-go has always been go big or go home. And I'm like, well, let's, let's send him and his family to a game, you know, let him go on the field, let him meet the players, you know. And they kind of laughed at first, and they're like, oh, I don't know if that's possible. And I'm like – of course it is. This is the situation, you know, and, and they actually called me back and they're like, we're going to do this. And so it was, it was an incredible experience for him. You know, he, one of the players on the Chicago fire soccer team was actually a pediatric cancer survivor. So it was a, it was a really cool moment for, for this young man and his family. Um, I mean, to this day, I mean, that happened maybe three and a half years ago. And to this day, he still texts uh, different players on the team. He still has contact with them. Uh, but I remember coming back afterwards, you know, we were, we were pumped, we were excited. And I was talking to my wife about it, telling her about it. And she's like, well, why don't you do that with everybody? And that was kind of like, the, you know, outside the box looking in, you know, and I'm like, that's a great point. Why aren't we doing that with everybody? So from that point on is when we started, that's when we raised the bar and we started doing, you know, those, uh, aside from creating the relationships, we started to give those once in a lifetime wishes whenever we could to, the different kids. That's awesome, Kurt. And, and, and yeah, I, I, I see you guys mention joy, gift, and relationships as your three tenets. Uh, we're talking to Kurt DeGroot, CEO of Project Fire Buddies. This was established in uh, 2016. Um, you guys have that three tenets, joys, gifts, and relationships. You mentioned relationships there, um, but why don't you talk a little bit about the process? How do you guys find these people, um, like that student that you're talking about, that 17-year-old soccer player? Um, how do you find those people? And then what, what's the, the starting of building that relationship with them? Do you start off with, hey, let's go to the Chicago fire game or is it like, Hey, let's meet your family. Let's come over. I, I know you mentioned playing board games with them. Um, but what, what is it like the typical situation now in 2021? All right. So that, that, that changed, that kind of changed everything for us. So um, since we, we were now 501 C3 nonprofit and everything was all set, um, we have a website and on our website, there's a contact form and, it's not like you know. I, when I was when I was a kid, I mean, everyone grabbed the newspaper and you turn in the newspaper to find the news. And now it seems like there's so much information out there that it's hard to reach everybody. You know, we're like information overload. So you would think you can reach everybody now because there's there's so many different uh, avenues to to get your information, but it, it almost is too much. You know, and, and it's hard to reach out to the different families. So that was the, that's the most difficult struggle is finding the kids. So the only way that we we see is, you know, doing things like what we're doing right now, um, but also uh, word of mouth, you know, and on our, on our social media. So families will uh, will they'll reach out on our website. There's a contact form that they can fill out, and they they will, you know, they'll they'll click on whatever you know branch. You know, if they live in if they live in Oak Lawn, the, then it'll, it'll go. It, every email comes to me, also to my executive board, but. 
it'll go to the Oak Lawn uh, chapter president, you know, or if it's in Orland Park, it'll go to them, Payless, wherever wherever it may be. And it'll say, uh, you know, the, the family could just give us a brief synopsis and, and then we contact the family and, and get the details. So from that point on, once we once they reach out, then, you know, I'll make a call. I'll call the family. I'll, I'll talk with them and kind of figure out what the diagnosis is, the age of, of the child and and we kind of build it on there. You know, I always try to ask what, what the child's into. Is is it superheroes? Is it princesses? Is it, you know, is it is it Disney movies? You know, try to find their favorite movies, their favorite um, activity, if it's, uh, if it's if they're a big sports fan. And, and then we kind of build from there. Um, 2020 with COVID has kind of really... It kind of it kind of hit us tough as far as us going to the houses and spending that time, but we didn't want to say, okay, well, COVID's out there, we can't do anything too bad, and 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 we kind of now instead of doing that, we're we're, we're doing more of a virtual relationship. Um, you know, we still will do like we'll do like a, a drive by to to a you know to a child's house. Um, but we also do gifts, you know, around Christmas. We we try to we get the Christmas list for all the kids, and you know, when we first started this, you know, the family the families are very humble. They they don't ask for a lot. And, and I remember the first list I got, the first Santa list for the kids was uh, um, clothes for my elf on the shelf and socks was on the Christmas list, and and, and that was like, you know, the kids don't understand the cost and the struggle. And usually when this happens is, you know, both parents are working, but when, when the child's diagnosed with, with cancer, usually one of those parents have to, you know, either take a leave of absence from their job while they're going through the process. So that's a financial burden for the family. And I think it's almost like the kids are so intuitive that they can understand that mom and dad don't have as much money. Um, You know, things are a little tougher and you can kind of see it when we get the Christmas list. So we're always, I'm always asking, all right, let's get, let's get bigger. What do we think? And think bigger, please. You know, and, and it's hard, you know, cause you're trying to pull it from them and they're so humble, but you know, eventually we'll get those, you know, we'll get, you know, a PS five. We'll, 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 we'll be able to, you know, drop off, you know, maybe like a, a Barbie dream house and, and things like that. And we try to load them up with gifts, every gift that they can ever imagine. And just really spoil them because I mean, who who deserves it more than them? You know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and even just hearing you talk about it and and looking at what you guys did on Christmas Eve, you guys went to nine families and you raised a total of twenty five thousand dollars in gifts and then went out and did it. So you're saying COVID kicked your guys' butt, but then also you're you're out you know going to nine families and giving them gifts that's that's worth twenty five thousand dollars. So, uh, you know, you guys have really braved through COVID because I mean I, I've seen a lot of growth uh, in your organization over the past year um you want to speak about that because i'm pretty sure you've you've added six firehouses in the past year as well correct so we we got six other ones uh that we uh started in and to think that when covid first happened we were we were a little we knocked us on on our uh knocked us on our butt a little bit and we were we just kind of again we went back to the go big or go home we're not stopping um these treatments are still happening these these the children are still out there they're still having issues they need to, you know, COVID kind of made everybody realize about social distancing. But the thing is, before COVID, you know, these these children were still lived that life of COVID. They still had, you know, the, the kids have the masks on. They they have to do social distancing because their immune system isn't isn't up to par. 
Um, they've kind of lived that even before the rest of us have lived it. And to see them, um, it doesn't go away. You know, whether we have COVID or not, they're still going through these treatments. They're still going through all these things. So we have to still figure out ways to deliver. And thankfully, all of our supporters and everybody that's embraced the program has made that possible. Um, we have we have six different uh, different branches right now that we spread out to different firehouses. We have seven or eight other ones that are looking to join on board. Um, I have several, uh, actually several firehouses in different states that are looking to uh, adopt the program also. Um, before we go out to the, to different states, I want to make sure that our roots are strong in Illinois because I don't want us to fall on our face. So we're kind of we're, we're we're kind of leading that a little bit slower when we get out of state, just because when you, when you start doing all that, then it's like a different EIN number. It's a different there's a, there's a lot that goes into it that I never realized, but it's 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 working really well. And that's good to hear. And, and and truly, I mean, I'm looking at the way that you guys have grown and it's insane right now. Uh, you guys started off in Oak Forest. You're out in Oak Lawn. You're in Palos, Orland, Midlothian, Markham and, and Lockport. So if anybody has uh, people in those areas, uh, go to projectfirebuddies.org and you can go to the context website and you can uh, also refer um, any child that might be sick. But Kurt, talking to you and, and listening to everything that you've done you know, you're, you're a fireman. Did you have a background in philanthropy? Like how, where did you start where you're like, all right, I'm going to throw myself into this charitable organization. I'm going to, you know, go all in on this and we're going to go big or go home. Where did you get your start? And at least in the, the charity work, was it here? Uh, So, um, okay. So that's, that's, that's a tough question. So my, uh, actually my, um, my my sister passed away from cancer, um, several years ago. Um, so it's, when my when my sister was going through, she was a single mom. Uh, it was a very brutal cancer. Um, so when she when she was diagnosed, um, she didn't have a, a, a huge friend outreach or or anything like that. And um, she had a disabled daughter, my niece. And uh, being a single mom, on top of going through stage four cancer, it was uh, it was very brutal for our family to see. Um, when when she was going through those things. Um, she needed to raise funds. She needed she needed money, and um, I, we had we threw a fundraiser for her. Actually, you know, benefit. And I had no idea how to do any of that. I reached out to different friends that were a part of different benefits, and I said, you know what? Let's let's just give it a shot. Let's see how it works. And, and it actually went really well. We had it at one fifteen Bourbon Street. It was we had a lot of family friends. You know. Um, we're able to raise uh, a good chunk of funds for her, and it was mainly really for her daughter, so she had some money, um, you know, moving forward. So from that point on, it was it kind of it, it lights that fire inside you, you know, like when 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 you when you do something good, you know, and, and it that that was my, actually my 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 family. So it, there was a little bit more of a personal touch, but this is you know aside from my family, like. These things could still happen. You know, it kind of refills your cup when you do positive things. You look at social media and you look at everything in the news and social media and everything, and you watch people argue and get angry, and and there's a lot of negativity. And, and all the negativity around us is constantly seems like it draws everybody in, right? And what I also saw is, aside from the negativity, if there's positivity out there, it draws people in too. So why not? 
try to try to fuel that fire, you know, and, and as we do that and we share our stories, we share what we're doing, it's it seems to draw a lot of people in, which is a positive, you know, outreach on everything. I mean, I don't know, I, I kinda live my life like try to live try to live to leave the world a little bit better place than you found it, you know, and 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 while doing that you kinda refill your own cup, you refill your, your gas tank, you know, and and it's a drive for more. You know, I mean, so I, I'm going to go on a little sidetrack here, and I hope that's okay. Um, we had we had a young man that that was uh, that reached out to us. A family reached out to us, and this was a little over a year ago. And this was a seven year old boy that was diagnosed with um, a rare brain cancer called DIPG. Brutal, brutal diagnosis. Um, so this young man was given a zero percent chance to live past a year at seven years old. Um, when we heard this diagnosis, it was it was god awful. You know, it's like, oh man, you know, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that as a family? You know, I remember the family reaching out and I was talking to mom and dad and, and they were kind of giving me a, a background of, you know, they're giving me their whole family story, you know, and, and saying, you know, dad was working on his, his, his own business venture and really trying to provide for his family. And, and while doing that, he was working a lot of hours and, and they weren't able to, to get some of those things in in those seven years that that this young man was uh, growing up. You know, he hasn't he never went to like a Bulls game. He never went to a Blackhawks game. But him and Dad would always watch him on TV. So immediately when I heard that, I'm like, okay, well, we got to do something about that. So we reached out to uh, I reached out to you know Rich. everybody knows somebody, and if you could reach out to somebody and, and and spread the word, you know that's that's how we get what we can. You know, I reached out to one of my buddies. He's a incredible lawyer. His name's Rick Murphy. Um, reached out to him, and uh, he hooked me up with Brent Sopel from the Chicago Blackhawks. He's 2010 Stanley Cup champ. Uh, so Brent Sopel called my phone, kind of, kind of said, "Hey, yeah, Rick. Rick contacted me. What do you got going on?" And and I told him the story. And um, so Brent was able to hook us up with the Blackhawks, which. We were able to bring the family. The family was able to go to a Blackhawks game, sit right on the glass. Um, Duncan Keith was like their personal escort for the day. So they hung out with Duncan Keith. After the game, they got to go to the locker room. They got to meet the players. Um, did that. So that was awesome. He got a great experience with the Blackhawks. But now we want, we needed to do something for the Bulls. Uh, reached out to a couple friends. Tony Kukoc actually hooked us up. Um, it was, it was my wife's uncle who was actually friends with Tony and which I never even knew. Um, so he was able to set up something for the, for the bulls. And I mean, the family had courtside seats. Uh, Zach Levine was, uh, this young man's favorite player. He got to warm up with Zach, got a Jersey, you know, he got to sit right on the, on the bulls bench. It was, it was just an incredible scenario, you know? So as we keep doing these things and keep building, you know, right when we think we have the ceiling and we hit the limit, we, we kind of blow through that ceiling and, and hit a whole new thing, you know? And it, I mean, it goes all the way back to where we had a young man that finished his cancer treatments and his favorite, uh, his favorite actor is Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, again, went to Sopel. Sopel hooked me up with his agent. His agent gave me some contact info for different people said, we can use it for anybody in Hollywood, whenever we need it. Sent out a few emails and actually Dwayne, the rock Johnson responded back and, he made a video for the young man, and, and it wasn't even just The Rock. It was Jack Black responding, Gal Gadot, who plays Wonder Woman, responded. It was it was an incredible situation. And 
I do have to say that all of these things and where we are that put us on the map would have never happened if it wasn't for Kendall Coyne Schofield and Michael Schofield. So Kendall Coyne, you know, Olympic gold medalist, women's hockey team. Uh, Michael Schofield was Super Bowl 50 champ with uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Michael Schofield's father is actually the fire chief in Orland Park. And he saw the organization, and it was right at the time where either we're going we're gonna to blow through that ceiling or we're going to drop down. And Kendall and Michael actually came to the firehouse, talked with me, and they embraced the whole program. And um, they actually helped us set up our 501c3. Kendall covered all of our fees. They're incredible people, and if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are today. I, dude, that's that's awesome. Going from all the way from your your, your sister and having to fight through that, um, and it seems like a lot of the, the your stories are about pushing through even when the, the times are tough. This is Kurt DeGroote, uh, CEO of uh, Project Fire Buddies on Score Values. I'm Sean Anderson. You can visit their project at projectfirebuddies.org. And, and Kurt, the the idea of pushing through that's how you started the the uh, the organization. You saw these kids while you're working your fire uh, fireman job. And you, you you wanted to do something for them, um, and and all this stuff is insane. I was going to mention the, the the connection with the Schofields and, and Brent Sopel and and Rock and Jack Black, and and you, you hit all of it. Um, but again, all of it is the positivity that you bring. What's the what's the main reason behind that? Is it just the fact that you're helping these kids, and you know they're facing such hard times, and you just have to put put on a brave face, or is it just you know you you kind of found something here that you really think that you guys are, are building? So that's, it's kind of a two part. So what we didn't realize in um, which, which, right, which until we started doing the visits with, with uh, different children and going to the houses, it's something we realized early on, but it, like I said, it was never planned. It, it just how it worked out. Um, so, we, you know, in the fire service, you got guys that, that are veterans that they have seen the worst of the worst in their career. You know, they've been on for 20 years and, and 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 they they're they're beasts in the fire service. You know they have so much knowledge. Um, but this program that I brought to the firehouse, it, it's a new program. So you know, change is always tough for everybody. And I remember one of the one of the firemen I work with uh, was, was kind of a little skeptical. He's like, "Yeah, I don't know how this is going to play out." And we went to it, and he came with, and he saw it, and he came back to the firehouse, and he's like, I- "I'm not going to lie." He goes, "I'll be honest with you, Kurt." Um, Every time we turn on the lights and we turn on the silence to the to the fire truck or to the ambulance, we're always greeted with with screams and cries and 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 fear and in tragedy. He goes, I, I can honestly say that you know when we turn on the lights and sirens on this, we were greeted with smiles and and happy tears. And he's like, I just I never realized that I associated the you know the lights and the sirens with 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 kind of a negative presence presence. And now this is turning it into a positive. So seeing that, that's kind of like that's that's kind of like your payment. You know, we're we're a hundred percent volunteer organization, and nobody pulls a salary. But we, the 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 feelings of doing these good things and going above and beyond for these for these children is is the payment in itself. You know, just just seeing the smile, seeing seeing them, it's like an escape for them for that short period of time. You know, we're, we're, we're not a cancer research uh, organization. You know, I, I'm not I'm not splitting atoms on my on my off time. You know, I, I'm a fireman and I'm a construction worker. But let's 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 offer an environment for them to kind of pull away from 
the reality and kind of live in a dream state, you know. And and when we started looking at making things larger, aside from just building the relationship with the kids, I, I you know was looking into Make a Wish and you know Make a Wish a great organization. They do great things and and they uh, and just just the things they do is great. But I never realized that Make a Wish was started by uh, Arizona State Trooper um, in 1980, and it was just he he. A uh, kid that wanted it was a big fan of the show Chips, wanted to become an Arizona State Trooper, and he had less than a week to live. And so they they reached out to the State Trooper, and he was able to do this for him. And after he did this for this young man, he developed Make a Wish, which I never knew that. But I'm like, this is kind of the same way we're going, you know, very similar. Um, we keep we 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 keep the relationships together, and everything stays in the firehouse where Make a Wish. It's a broad spectrum. They they touch on everything, but it's it was it's pretty incredible when you see that. Yeah, and anyone could do something great. You are proof right now. Project Fire Buddies is a proof of that, and obviously Make a Wish, uh, growing how how large it has, um, is, is insane too. Um, Kurt, final minutes here. Uh, what's your guys' plans for twenty twenty one? What do you guys have uh, coming up that you can promote and and, and let people get involved with uh, your great organization? So obviously fundraisers are going to be tough. Um, we, we always look for our monthly donors, you know, cause that helps us with our budget. Um, like I said, when you donate to our organization, all of it goes back to the families and nobody, nobody gets paid in our organization. Everything is volunteer. Um, obviously monthly donors always help out cause it helps with our budget. Um, but it's moving forward. I know I, uh, on Thursday at the, the whistle in Oak Lawn, our Oak Lawn chapter is selling t-shirts outside the whistle out out there on Oakland 95th street. Um, so that, that all of that money from the t-shirts there, the Oakland uh, firefighters union is actually donating all those funds back to project fire buddies because Oakland is, has a chapter of project fire buddies. All of the funds that each chapter raises goes into the general fund and we all help each other out. It's kind of like a team effort. It's not Oak forest did this Orland park did this, you know, we all work together to bring those funds up because we know it's going for the greater good. You know, and um, so we have that coming up. Um, we will have a clothing line that we're going to going to announce um, with uh, with actually Grit Clothing, which is a, a large company in the South Side of Chicago. Um, so those those shirts should be going live in about a week. That's another fundraiser for us. And if anybody could just follow our social media, you know, that's when we're going to have different fundraisers, and we we try to interact with everybody as much as possible and try to get involved with all of our audience because i'm going to be honest with you i i just had an idea i didn't do anything special i had an idea and everybody else has embraced the program and made it what it is you know i have a, i have an incredible team my my second my second in command is ryan ballard the amount of work that he does behind the scenes all the you know he did our web design he, he does all the paperwork all the tedious stuff he's very good at and he does an incredible job and it's really a team effort that really brings us all together you know i mean our first chapter was oaklawn and jeff is the president out in oaklawn that guy is runs 100 miles an hour to try to make this program even bigger and I, that's why i knew oaklawn would be our our best our very first chapter to expand and it was definitely the, a smart move but now that i'm starting to see it all these different guys and the different presidents at the different uh, chapters that we have they all have that same drive so it's very humbling to see it it's an honor and we're going to be doing big things. And like I said, we got several departments now. We got seven or eight that we're about to start, that we're about to move into. Um, some of those apartments are in very huge uh, cities. So 
uh, look for some big things from Project Fire Buddies. ProjectFireBuddies.org is the website. You can find their Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook there. Uh, like Kurt DeGroote said, um, you can look at uh, any of the upcoming events or fundraisers they have there. Um, at ProjectFireBuddies.org, you can refer any child that you think might be a fit for this program there. You can volunteer there as well. And like Kurt said, uh, donations are huge for them, so you can also donate on that website. Kurt, you do fantastic work. It was a blast to talk to you, and uh, good luck uh, this year in 2021 for Project Fire Buddies. It's an honor being on the show, man. Thank you very much. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Sean Anderson, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score.